Hi, I'm John Butters, Senior Earnings Analyst at Factset, and welcome to this week's edition of the Factset Earnings Insight Podcast. The Factset Earnings Insight Podcast is based on content published in the Factset Earnings Insight Report, which provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for S&P 500 companies and is available each week on the Factset website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with the preview of the third quarter earnings season for the S&P 500 and then discuss our topic of the week, which is earnings estimate revisions for S&P 500 companies. Looking ahead to the third quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, analysts and companies have been more optimistic than normal in their estimate revisions and their earnings outlooks for the third quarter. As a result, Expected earnings for the S&P 500 for the third quarter are higher today compared to the start of the quarter. Despite this increase, the index is still expected to report the second largest year-over-year decline in earnings over the past 10 years, mainly due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on numerous industries within the index. Earnings growth is projected to return in 2021. In terms of estimate revisions, analysts have increased earnings estimates in aggregate for the S&P 500 during the third quarter. However, we'll discuss this trend in more detail when we cover the topic of the week in the second half of the podcast. In terms of guidance, more S&P 500 companies have issued positive EPS guidance for the third quarter than average. When looking at corporate guidance, we typically compare the estimate provided by the company to the mean EPS estimate of the analysts at the time of the company guidance. If the company guidance is above the mean estimate of analysts, we classify the guidance as positive. If the company guidance is below the mean estimate of the analysts, we classify the guidance as negative. At this point in time, 67 companies in the index have issued EPS guidance for the third quarter. Of these 67 companies, 22 have issued negative EPS guidance and 45 have issued positive EPS guidance. Thus, 45 of the 67 companies, or 67%, have issued positive EPS guidance for the quarter. This percentage is well above the five-year average of 32%. However, it should be noted that the overall number of companies issuing EPS guidance for the third quarter is well below the five-year average of 104. Therefore, it is likely that a number of S&P 500 companies that might otherwise be issuing guidance are not providing guidance for the quarter, due to the uncertainty around the future impacts of COVID-19. Because of the net upward revisions to earnings estimates and the positive guidance from companies, the estimated year-over-year earnings decline for the third quarter is smaller today than it was at the start of the quarter. As of today, earnings for the S&P 500 are projected to decline on a year-over-year basis by 21%, and this compares to an estimated year-over-year decline in earnings of 25.3%, back on June 30th. If 21% is the actual decline for the quarter, it will mark the second largest year-over-year decline in earnings reported by the index since the second quarter of 2009, trailing only the previous quarter. All 11 sectors are projected to report a year-over-year decline in earnings, led by the energy, industrials, and consumer discretionary sectors. Looking at future quarters, Analysts predict a year-over-year decline of 12.7% in the fourth quarter. However, they project a return to earnings growth of 12.6% in the first quarter of 2021. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 21.6, which is above the 5-year average and above the 10-year average. During the upcoming week, three S&P 500 companies are scheduled to report results for the third quarter.
Now let's move on to our topic of the week, which is revisions to EPS estimates for S&P 500 companies. We typically look at the change in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. For those of you that are not familiar with the bottom-up EPS estimate, it is an aggregation of the earnings per share estimates for all 500 companies in the index into a single earnings per share estimate for the entire index. The bottom-up EPS estimate for the third quarter for the S&P 500 increased by 4.1% during the quarter. How significant is a 4.1% increase in the estimate during a quarter? How does this increase compare to recent quarters? Historically, analysts have typically lowered earnings estimates over the course of a quarter. During the past five years, the average decline in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter has been 5%. During the past 10 years, the average decline in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter has been 4.4%. And during the past 15 years, the average decline in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter has been 5.2%. So again, while analysts typically lower estimates during a quarter, they increased estimates during the third quarter of 2020. In fact, this marked the first increase in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter since the first quarter and second quarter of 2018. Prior to the first quarter of 2018, the last time the bottom-up EPS estimate increased during a quarter was the fourth quarter of 2010. However, it should be noted that analysts made substantial cuts to earnings estimates for the third quarter during the second quarter. From March 31st to June 30th, the bottom-up estimate for the third quarter declined by 23.6%. At the sector level, six sectors recorded an increase in their bottom-up EPS estimate during the quarter, led by the consumer discretionary, energy, financials, and material sectors. Four sectors recorded a decline in their bottom-up EPS estimate during the quarter, led by the industrials and utility sectors, and one sector recorded no change in its bottom-up EPS estimate during the quarter. Now, while the bottom-up EPS estimate increased during the quarter, the value of the S&P 500 also increased during this same period. From June 30th through September 30th, the value of the index increased by 8.5%. The third quarter marked just the second time in the past 20 quarters in which both the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index and the value of the index increased during a quarter. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out our FactSet Insight blog, Street Account Podcasts, and the full Earnings Insight report. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight podcast.